And welcome to the Life Support Live podcast, the weekly podcast that explores how Star Trek can help us to boldly go in our own lives to better ourselves and the rest of humanity. As a famous Starship captain once said, and as another famous Starship captain also once said, the one with the new series on the way, wherever our mission takes us, We'll try to have a little fun along the way. Always, always. That's the goal. Hi, everyone. I'm psychologist Dr. Ali Matu. And I'm Dr. Trek, Larry Nimacek. One of us is a real doctor. And we'll leave it to you to decide who that is. <laughs> hey, every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, we record this show live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook with our audience joining in and rebroadcast here as a podcast. If you'd like to join us live, check out the links in the show notes. And now, let's engage with our regularly scheduled program, Already in Progress. Today, we are doing a watch-along, folks. We're going to have a lot of fun, because you know what? Because we all deserve it. Uh, we are watching three Star Trek episodes. We, uh, there's a lot of dribbles today. We're watching... Um, <laughs> what are we watching, Larry? <laughs> Why am I like the trouble with tribbles? Uh, we're trials watching, and tribulations. Uh, yeah, trials and tribulations, and we're watching uh, the, trouble the trouble with, with Edward. Edward. Yes, you know Which what's I cool about a somewhat today? controversial choice. I just want to say up front. Yes, we have the animated Tribble show, but we're cramming in a lot into it. We're trying to stay to two hours ish, and that would have really pushed us. So. Yeah, yeah, we would have done if it was uh, if we had more time, we would have done the animated series. But what I like about today, Larry, is we're kind of um, we're going to be tiptoeing in each of the major eras of Star Trek from the original series to the next generation era. And now the modern era, which is both a prequel and a sequel. So, mm -hmm. uh, but in today's case, it'll be more of a prequel. Normally, we have a theme. We have a whole, we have a very strict structure, <laughs> which we are tossing out today in honor of. This is our first uh, episode back in the normal world of having no fresh trek. Yeah. The last, yeah, the last 23 weeks, we've taken our theme from whatever Lower Decks or um, Discovery gave us and then applying that across all the canon with cases and with our wonderful uh, life support live lifers community here but today we're kind of unbound and wacky here the first week without an episode unbound and wacky so we're doing a watch along way to describe it <laughs> we're doing a watch along today um the the thing about um tribbles is uh there's there's a lot of ways to have fun with uh with the tribble episode so i i'd be curious uh to hear from our community what's your favorite tribble moment in all of star trek and there, there are more are tribble moments than beyond these increasingly yes. there used to be yeah. a really good trivia question about the one time you got triple somewhere else besides the two triple or the three triple episodes but uh, uh we've gone beyond that now so but anyway yeah you can't get tribalitis in other we've, places besides these three four yeah we've even gone uh we've gone beyond this and we've even gone into darkness larry with the tribbles mm -hmm. uh we <laughs> certainly have have you seen the um the mirror universe uh, plush toy tribbles have you seen those? Not, I'm sure I have. Like, they have, what, they like have teeth or something. Yeah, teeth and like like big jaws and, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't they're, doubt they're, it. Well, I would have. They have a big goatee. No, I'm just kidding. No goatee. <laughs> <laughs> How do you? Yeah, the the brown fur goes black or something. Or, or right, right, contrast. Right. It's a two tone. Um, it's a two tone. I, 
And I will say right up front that uh, our friend Miles that has run Tribbles.com for ages and ages and ages for a lot of your Tribble needs. And also, and neither one of these are like sponsoring us or anything, uh, our friends Kalea and, and Jay at uh, Science Division have those app, those AI automated Tribbles. And I can't believe they've got this great mom and pop little company, a program. You know, you can have the Tribble Screech. You can have a purr. It's, they're kind of amazing. And uh, yeah. I, I was going to have my Tribble here, um, but I my daughter won't let it go. She loves her Tribble too much. Um, you don't even so. look at her and say, let it go. Oh, <laughs> uh, That is the crossover um, no one knew they wanted and, and no one needs. Sorry. Um, so, folks. Um, the hidden <laughs> Disney connection to Tribble. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll sync it. Here's how this works. If this is your first time doing a watch along with us, what you want to do is pull up. Um, the first one we're doing is the trouble with tribbles. Um, Makes I'm sense. watching it off of Netflix and on Netflix, it's listed as season so, two, episode 15. So get it, get it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, fire that up. Get it ready. Don't hit play just yet. We're going to sync ourselves up. And then um, we're going to be discussing the episode as we go along. Larry's got some things he wants to share. I've got some things we want to share. We want to hear your comments as we're watching along. Then we're going to transition over to what is essentially the sequel. Is that fair to call it a sequel? The overlay. It's technically a sequel, I guess. It's like the hidden overlay to... uh, Yeah. 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 Because it does happen. It's not... It's not simultaneous with the first one. It's like repeat the first one and now add this. Right. We could get right. into a ridiculous uh, whatever you want to get into there, but don't. Very wibbly wobbly. It's very uh-huh. timey wimey. Um, Tribbly wibbly, some might say. It's tribbly wibbly. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's very tribbly wibbly. That should have been the name of this episode. Mm-hmm. Well, when we re- when we release the po- podcast version of this episode, we'll call it tribbly wibbly. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, folks, um, uh, fire that up. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, Larry, you want to do the honors and, and uh, count us in? I guess so. Yeah, let's get right. Let's get into it because we've got, you know, not two hours and 15, but we've got two 45s and then a 15. Yeah. So let me word my – okay. Are we all ready, uh, everybody? Ready. Um, I'm on Netflix too, so um, here we go. The show that I the show that had a whole book, you know, the first, the second uh, uh, making of behind the scenes type book about Star Trek was written just about this episode by its boy bo, boyhood wonder star author David Gerald. Okay, here we go, everybody. One, two, three, and go play. Da, 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 da. And I guess we're so, watching the remaster. A lot of people are seeing. Yeah, this what, what's your feeling on these remastered versions being the default on Netflix? I, it's fine as long as it's just the. Oh, it's does Netflix. The, the discs have both options. Does Netflix? Yeah. Have, Netflix doesn't have both options, does it? No. Well, we I, have to guard against um, losing revisionist history. Then my my feeling with these revisions is um, I really like the the HD scan. And the cleaning up of the original negative, mm-hmm. um, I kind of miss the uh, original effects. Um, it's done very well for the... The only re- mention of any hot war between the Federation Klingons in canon until Discovery was right there. 
The only huh. the way I said there was never a Klingon Federation hot war because they always talked about it being a Cold War with one sparked battle. So anyway, the people that were all, you know, the Axanar, whatever you think of Axanar, the fan film, the demand that there had to be a hot war somewhere. And this is where it was. I always went, no, there, there was not a hot war. But anyway. OK, I'm sorry. I I, <laughs> I um, did not know that. Dr. Everybody Trek, always I didn't think you were going to be coming out so um, so heavy with such a such a big uh, uh, fact for us. Well, you think it's a mere comedy, but Tribbles is just studded with. Well, put it down, Lieutenant. You know where that call's been. I always love that. Okay, <laughs> I always love it when they say I'm picking up a. Okay, anyway, that's a pretty good teaser for a comedy for a comedy um larry are there other do we hear about other station k's k nope it's an anomaly if you were if you were back in the nascent industry of star trek retconning and gap filling and all that uh i think jeff came up with the uh, that the, it was a k class station and that there were other ones like there's a k6 and a k5 somewhere yeah, I know. This almost looks like animated series here with this. With yeah, the yeah. I CG. Yeah, it's it's much better on TNG. Um, the new effects. Um, here, I think they went just a little too far. Well, the the thing about it, and, and remembering from the day when they were slogging through this, was there's like eras of like the original CG. There was the infamous nacelle cap fiasco. <laughs> There's like right. eras of the CG gradually right. getting better, and they were going to go back and, and unify it, and they never did, which is infamously... Well, and we're going to see that in the DS9 episode. We'll see the uh, CG 1701, no bloody A, B, or C, or D, or E, well, or J. Well, I'll save that for Tribulations. There you go, David Gerald. David Gerald, the college kid who sold this story. Yeah. Christoph says K in K7 is for... God with seven days. <laughs> I think that was a setup. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Christoph, you got me. You got me. The music, the score for this is. Uh... Oh, it's so lovely. So I saw this model kit throughout my childhood. Um, the the models I could easily make were 1701, 1701A, 1701D, and Station K7. Mm. I, I did a, a I did a full K's. job on. I mean, I did a full putty, and after I got a load, I did a full putty and sandied K7. No, it's not. It's the general from Time Tunnel. Don't try to hide it. Quit Bissell. Victoria says my dog is K9 Space, Space Station Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody, did I mention we have chat? Please jump in on the chat, everybody, if you're new to us this week. Phil says um, I personally like the new special effects, while um, I think Jared... Not Jared. Um, Scott said he misses the old ones, too. Yeah, it does look very animated series, Larry. That's a small transporter pad. 
That's a small. Well, it's a station. It's a private office transporter. It's like a microwave oven. Oh, so it's actually a big one. It's like a, a an office private shower. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a private office. It's a luxury. Or is it Niels Barron, whatever his name is? And that gives him the authority. I mean, it's Patty Duke's dad. It's. <laughs> oh, I do like that in the background, the Enterprise floating by there. Oh, you didn't. You, you've never noticed that before? Uh, well, I haven't seen this the episode what, the in what? a long time. Who? Who? The witch? The witch? The qua- the what? What? Looks like Oxidol or something. From... <laughs> this is hilarious. Oh, it's this is. And of course, Triticale was. I remember my weekly reader talking about Triticale from Canada. It was like a big news thing. But, you know, Tribbles is like the quintessential Star Trek of all the things. They take real world things and, and extrapolate them in the future. There's. It fl- maybe beyond during the Babel, it's the f- one time we actually talk about the Federation and the bureaucracy, aside from a couple of little one offs. Klingon agents. What's uh? Yeah. What's what <laughs> Klingon agents? <laughs> what? Um, one of the things that I always love about science fiction is um how so much of it looks at history and looks at trends in mm-hmm. history and either repositions them into a different future or um or kind of asks the question of well, what happened if uh? If the Roman Empire did this instead, and that becomes the basis for these things that we see in the future. And two things. I think the whole – see, I, I read Trouble Tribbles a billion years ago, his book, and I think everybody knows these things. But Sherman's Planet, which is interesting now that we know that since David came out as gay a billion years ago, but in, back in the day, Sherman's Planet was named for his girlfriend, Holly Sherman. Oh. And, and reading, reading that book, on, after the making of – which is on the nose, and then the personalized. Oh, so now this is also the episode of the exit line, <laughs> the comic. But he talked about little little things like, oh, I named Sherman's Planet for my girlfriend. You know, little junior high brain me was like, oh my god, and that's like. Oh, writers do that? It's like, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Clump. Look, it's a wood bar. <laughs> but the, I'm having uh, the, a very hard the thing time. About this episode was also, they, they, you, you read David's monologue or his chapters on it, grappling with, maybe for the first time in Star Trek, grappling with how did capitalism and money and currency yeah. and business yeah. and commerce figure into the Star Trek future. And they went all Mr. Lurie, who's the manager of the space station was originally going to be commander Lurie. And they made him like civilian and they made the hierarchy of the station civilian, not Starfleet. And it, you know, it's, but it, they were really the whole thing about dickering and bargaining mm. and credits. You know, this is the first time we hear credits mentioned as the currency or whatever that means. This is before people had ATM cards, remember? So Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. It was nothing digital. 
I am. I'm having a very hard time commenting, Larry, because the writing is so good. When I watch TOS again, I am so pulled into the dialogue and how sure. how funny it is, how leered it is. Um, oh, here we go. Well, when you're watching this show, it is this one. It's so small, the first And the actors love this. You know, Nichelle and... I mean, poor George wasn't around for this one. He was on uh, the Green Berets again still. But when when Uhura literally says, how often do I get shore leave? It's Nichelle saying, how often do I get out of the damn chair? So, you know... (laughs) When you see Stanley Adams or Guy Richmond on something else, it's like the world knows them as Cyrano Jones and the bartender. That's what you're trying to decide right now. Uh, Larry, have you seen anyone uh, cosplay as these two? I think I've seen, I'm sure somewhere on the way I've seen somebody doing a Cyrano Jones. Uh, but yeah, for the tall, lanky types, uh, the traitor, I think that's what his name is in the script. Yeah, I like his jacket. It's not the bartender, it's the traitor. Which is, what a guy. He's at that huge station and he does everything. He tends bar, he runs. He... Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, see the motion? Here's the triple in motion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's moving around. How did they do that? They took little, the pictures are in there. They took little mechanical animals and covered them with the fur and then, and then, uh, wound it up and let it go. Put the battery in, let it go. I'm dropping you all kinds of little mini K3s today. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Which is kind of the, uh, oh, here, a little capitalism going here. See, a little 10% markup. Ah, it's eating the grain. Hey. (laughs) So. Happy smiles. Happy smiles all around. Yeah. CG. Nice. I mean, nice angles. But. Um, <gasps> Coffee break. <laughs> so, are we to believe at this point that humans have, haven't have really encountered Tribbles before? That's the feeling, isn't it? Oh, and Ed Reimers. So, for everybody of a later generation, this was the Allstate guy, right? He was the oh. original. You're, no, Ollie, don't. Tell me you're not. He's the original, you're in good hands with Triple, yeah. with, with Allstate, right? Yeah, I remember him. And so the classic blooper from this is they threw a Triple at him when he did his little view screen scene and said, and Captain, you're in good hands with Tribbles. <laughs> they're so old, they're new. <laughs> Put that um, battle cruiser down. You don't know where it's been. <laughs> Uh, uh, Linda wants to know if triples have no teeth, how did they eat all that grain? Who says they have no teeth? I think they have teeth. You just they don't. Have have, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. don't see them. 
the mirror universe ones have such big teeth that uh, the prime <laughs> universe ones must just have little itty bitty teeth. Yeah, this isn't actually a score. It's a cobbled together tracked score from everything else. You've got the wrong in the middle. There's your, there's your enterprise in the world. Those this eyeliner is so pretty, huh? Those are Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about it all the time. Okay, at break. Just not with outsiders. Oh, what are we doing? This is um such a good episode. <laughs> we've got Klingons. We've got comedy. We've got a little we got short Klingons leave. off the starboard bow. Starboard. We've bow. got starboard bow. Starboard. <laughs> we've got a uh, cute little animals here. Notice those. That's the console table without the middle one from the auxiliary control room. Mm. The console tops. It's the tune console. At least he didn't say shortly. Shortly. We Klingons. They cut this. We Klingons. Yes, Klingon. Did you notice what he did there? He does the old, the old, you know, female shape thing, but they cut the editing. Cut it. And he says, we don't equip our ships with non-essentials. Oh. Unless you're the captain, the captain, of course. Or he says that. And remember, this is only like there'd been Omega, oh, Omega Glory. Uh, Aaron of Mercy brought him in. You had a Klingon from Friday's Child. You had one-off Klingons. This is only about the third or fourth time Klingons had ever been in a plot. Wow. Captain Kola. But the comedic Gene Kuhn was David's overseer here, and that book also is one of the best long-running bits of getting a sense of Gene Kuhn's personality, actual personality, and the comedic thing that was one of the reasons why he left the show. He and Gene was concerned about the show drifting more and more with too much comedy, which is insane because now that's people's favorite bits. That's to keep it that way, uh, but this. You know, you can have dangerous comedy, like right there. You had a, you didn't have a stinger music cue to underline it. Well, but that's the I'm other just... thing. They, 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 this was the episode that showed you could do sustained comedy. This one in piece of the action. Oh, and then famously, there's a phaser, which is actually a piece of real tech from something mundane that got used. But you know, I always make the argument that um, DS9 has the most connections to the original series. And here we see, not only is the next episode an example of that, but Koloth. We see Koloth again. Well, all the Klingons, you see, the you, Klingons. they actually mention Tholians and Tellarites and things yep. in time. So, yeah. So here you've got some of those were just like air operated bladder, like a little air tube, and they would just kind of squeeze the bladder and make it shake. Sorry, guys. I know everybody's commenting like crazy, too. I'm not trying to ignore the... No, no, no. Uh, Watch along. Larry, so this is great. Please keep it coming. Uh, again, I, I am so pulled into this episode. I, I, I have things to say, too. I just haven't said that because this episode is so good. It's so hard not to watch it. Ah, it's Spock in the... Uh... Uh... <laughs> I mean, to its effect. Spock! Yay. Lab Jacket McCoy. Okay. Spock would to totally love um, a cat. I think Spock and cats would just be 
a wonderful, harmonious connection. Ha! <laughs> and so, there you go. All right, so I asked the I reason. Was, I was going to say, how, who in the show today, who with us today in the chat has not seen Tribulations? So I just want to go, remember this scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, now remember this scene. This is where uh, Jadzia is looking mm-hmm. at at Spock. Well, Jadzia and Cisco are both in the background. Yeah, they revamped right. that yellow. Right. Remember the if yellow. If you squint yellow really closely, you can kind of see them right there. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Niles. Click off. You got to protect that green. Do they do they change the way they say Klingon in the episode? It's only the third time. It's just it's just weird back and forth pronunciation. It's different actors saying it differently and no one catching it until it was all shot. And it was Sick Bay with a headache. So <sighs> I always wanted to know about McCoy's skull collection, what they were representing. Oh, I never noticed that, Larry. That's a little. Don't tell me you were one of those people that like watches the characters in the story. One of those wimps. Okay, fine. <laughs> I gotta tell you, folks. I had the pleasure of watching one new episode of Star Trek with Larry in person, IRL, and it was one of my favorite Star Trek watching experiences, Larry. Do you remember when I was visiting in L.A. and we both watched that new episode of Discovery together um, after dinner? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We, the last, that was the last time we saw each other live. Yes, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah. That was yeah. one of the most fun yeah. experiences I had because of... Um, we went, we the, went to a... We found a late night bar and watched it on the bar TV, right? Or not? Am I... Dreaming we this? couldn't find a way to watch it, and so we watched. I think we ended up watching it in my hotel room. On yeah, that's my right. Laptop that's right. Don't tell anybody I stayed in your room late. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but I am um, uh, the midnight folks, airing of you, the new. You have discussion. not watched new Star Trek until you've watched it with Larry. Um, Larry's dedication to understanding the art, the behind the scenes, the in front of the scenes. It's uh, it's a wonderful experience, Larry. I, I really enjoyed watching that with you. Okay, here I've is never... the most. Yeah. Here's the famous scene. So, okay, I got a little mental health I want to squeeze in here before we get to... Somewhere, please, do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I think a lot, when I was thinking about Tribbles, and I was wondering if humans have encountered them before, the reason for that is... um, Oh, gosh, this guy's really peddling the Tribbles. Um, Anyways, (laughs) animals like like dogs in, in particular... Have and dogs and cats, but but dogs in particular. <laughs> it's so hard not to watch this. Um, animals like dogs okay. have 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 highly evolved. <laughs> this is the wrong scene for me to try to share something. <laughs> the only like only other time, maybe one other time, but the first major time that you see the cadet uniform outside of Finney wearing it in short. Oh yeah. 
there are some original there's a lot of music tracking in this but there are some original bits this is one and of course scotty's scottish theme in a minute it's <laughs> a lot of dribbles look it's a precursor of the wesley jacket oh what so they they would not reproduce like this without the grain, right? They would reproduce quickly, but not not to this extent. I think the grain's accelerating their metabolism. Yeah. 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 And That's I didn't get true. this. I didn't get this until I read David's book and I this cute thing he does where he switches the glasses. A cute little, a little lane from Leningrad. I love I love how pro Russian Chekhov is. And and again, folks, remember how radical that was in the sixties mm-hmm. to have a Russian officer who so much loves Russia and is openly talking about Russian culture. The Russia joke, yeah. This is the episode that gave us Klingon bloodworms and I mean uh Regulan bloodworms and Antibian uh the, yeah. What did you say? I never like Earth Earthlings or Earth Earthers. 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 As a derogatory term yeah. for yeah. Blood work. Soft. Shapeless. There's a thing that's overlooked a lot here in this scene in a minute too. That Korox does. Another classic one. In our cheapo 60s plastic chairs. Yeah, those chairs, they really uh, fly away pretty quickly. I'm dead. That's my pee, too. Now listen to the way he says this line. Not Scotty. Oh, there's the streak switch. Oh, it's not here. It's another line. Definitely not sent the hole. <laughs> Sagging old rust bucket. Cling on you. Yeah. Now listen to the way the Klingons Korok says his line. He was trying to mock Scottish there. Mm. You're right. But anyway. Let's get that close up. And one thing, one thing you forget is all the Klingons at his table are all laughing with him. Yeah, if folks are wondering where we're at. We are about um, oh. 24 minutes in. Um, we yeah. have 26 minutes left. Where's the, oh. Okay, <clears throat> we, got this, uh, we got this great brawl going. Now maybe I can share some, um, <clears throat> some mental In the middle here. of the great, uh, yeah, timpani mess here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, see that? See the uh, octagon on the wall there? It's been all over the place, all over the station. Just remember that. I'll just say remember okay. that. Okay. 
And the Jetsons okay. drink dispenser over here. I always love that too. Winds up in oh, sick. Oh yeah. Bay. Yeah. Yeah. The thing on the back there of the yeah. Okay, you had a mental health note. Quick. Yeah, no, I did. Call, I did, but this episode this episode is just too good. Um Do your job. Stop goofing off. <laughs> um Okay, so yeah, I um one of the things I wanted to mention about Tribbles is uh they remind me in, in many ways of um of cats and dogs and um dogs have been really um pretty extensively researched because they they sort of um as we domesticated them they co-evolved with us and dogs have an ability to understand human emotion that um that is well beyond anything wolves can do and they've also um lost some of the abilities that that wolves have of uh mm-hmm of sort of being able to survive uh, independently of us. We're, we're very codependent. And um, the relationship that we have with pets, um, you know, there, there's tremendous uh, mental health benefits to, um, to both cats and dogs and other, other pets as well. Our relationship, <laughs> that's a great moment, just taking that drink away. Now <laughs> um, do a take. Uh, and he had one in his pocket. He had one in his pocket. How did it not spill? <laughs> what a joke. Okay. What a what a long term long payoff joke. Yeah. Um but there there's a lot of things that that pets do for us. They they regulate our schedules. They um they can they can understand human emotions so when we're down, they provide us with a little bit of extra support. If you if you squint really closely, you can um you can see O'Brien here in this scene. Um, mm-hmm. You have to look real closely though. Um, Instead of Paul Baxley who Shocker is actually a stunt guy. Mm. <laughs> after the after the fight. So no, um so. so not only um can um can dogs um know when we're down and provide us with extra support, but our our relationship with them is so um our relationship with the the animals we have is so um uh, such a core part of, of, of who we are that losing an animal can feel as, um, just as similar to, to losing a, a human in your life. And sometimes even worse because they, uh, they tend to provide nothing but joy and love, really. Um, so that's why I was wondering about tribbles is, so my theory here is tribbles must have co-evolved with some humanoid species that's pretty similar to humans and a bit different from Klingons. Um, whether it's, uh, Klingons have a different smell or Klingons, uh, have a different way of presenting themselves. Um, the Klingons don't like tribbles. You noticed. I always love this. That's when you get the Klingons. I was I was always so jealous that 
Scotty got his own theme, and they ne- there was never a McCoy theme. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, one of the best Jimmy Doons. This is the one that you thought, well, if Jimmy Doon is just a utilitarian B player, that he can't handle you know, comedy or better stuff. And this was the scene that always would prove that, if you had any doubt. When you gave all of them a chance to shine, they could, they could take it and run with it. Uh, I get the impression Kirk can't get a break in this episode. You guessed that, huh? Yeah. But it's, see, it's like Tribbles. <laughs> it's, there's so many iconic bits in here that, that last for the whole franchise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, this is one of the most severe. I remember kind of wincing at this because this was like the scene that if you ever thought it was just a friendly, you know, jibbing between the two of the two blue shirts. That it gets a little, it really gets mean here. And I always kind of go, eh, but because it's so tense, you know, it's so tense. These triples are such tension inducing. It's the Leonard and Spocky show. Point to Spock? Nah. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Took the bait. Took the bait, Len. Okay. Uh- <laughs> One of the only two good lab shots in the whole series. Uh, so Cairo mentions that um, it's established that Klingons have a different smell, but Tribbles dislike them because Klingons um, are killing all the Tribbles they encounter. So that makes sense to me. If the Tribbles... Um, have um, evolved to identify the Klingons as some kind of natural sentience and shared communication across distance. Yeah, are they sentient? I I want them to be. If they're that much <laughs> of an enemy, don't they have to be some? I don't could... see. I this is where I lose track on how much has been retconned through the wackier sure. later. Like did flocks drop? All, you know, they're in Enterprise, which is the thing that throws this. But if they're so, if they're so, well, we'll talk about this in a little bit. Like massive re why Klingons dislike Tribbles is explained in the next mm-hmm. episode. Wait for mm-hmm. it, yeah. Uh, Nathaniel says, good. "Now this is the mi- this is the massively wound up animal Klingon. See, there's no visible line or anything there. Jerk it off, <laughs> Spock. <laughs> That's a lot of Tribbles. So no, um, one, no one thinks they have to start cleaning up already. You know." Yeah, they're almost parasitic in in this way. I mean, there's a lot. These are a lot of tribbles, and no one on the bridge seems to say, "Hey, we got um, we might have a little too many tribbles here." Now look at that. He actually got to say pregnant. There are so many things that slide by, which 
people wish he'd said asexual. Right? But, but mm. he, this is a Star Trek episode where he got to say not only pregnant mm. and think mm-hmm. about, you know, sleep, sitcom couples sleeping in separate beds. He got to say pregnant. And then he got to say bisexual. How many mm. other shows in the mm-hmm. 60s or the 70s or the 80s got to say bisexual? I mean, it's like. I use this line all the time. Too much of anything, even fill in the blank, Lieutenant. Is okay. So Kirk is seeing the foolishness of this. Uh, Nathaniel says, Ollie, in many parts of Europe, indoor pets were just becoming common in the 50s and 60s. They also um, are tied to huge improvements in quality of life. I don't know about the U.S. Uh, I think, um, I don't know the history of uh, domesticated cats in the U.S., but dogs go back uh, pretty far in the U.S., I think. Well, I mean, in Europe, didn't didn't the royalty and the monarchy and the upper classes have have hunting dog well that's not domesticated so much but yeah yeah sorry everybody i'm not looking at chat Scott very said, much uh, the space he said this a little while back spacey sleep chamber behind them charlotte says Please spade and neuter your triples. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You'd have to do that before they're born, though, apparently. <laughs> that's that's pure David Gerald there. There's some of these sarcasm bits. <laughs> oh, there's that wall thing. Uh-huh. What's the important project? The grain? Yeah, the Sherman's Planet Development Project. Okay. Or the SPDP. SPDP. <laughs> That's a line I use all the time. He simply could not believe. No, he simply could not believe okay. his ears. It's very applicable to a lot of things. Jared wants to know who's the bigger nuisance, Tribbles or Gremlins? I think Gremlins. Oh, yeah, Gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> it's a poor little Tribble. See more real life civilian. Ba- it just oozes with real life civilian background here for the two. Yeah, he has earned a living. This is the Alpha Five. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
horrible. Kirk is just, uh, he, he's so good. At, everyone is so good in this he's, episode. They're all just straight. Well, they all have their straight lines. Spock has his, you know, his um, Spock take, Spock reacts, Spock takes. Spock in, in some ways, this reminds me of the um, Next Generation episode. Um, is it called The Game? When um, mm-hmm. the with whole, the with the addictive, yeah. yeah, yeah, like the whole ship is uh, sort of becoming uh, mesmerized by uh, by something. <laughs> I just realized first time ever. I just realized one fell off of he as he was walking up, as Scotty was coming up. The storage compartments. Storage compartments. That's the other thing. Anytime someone says storage compartments, you have to say, the what, the what? So it reminds <laughs> me of the game, the game on TNG. It also mm-hmm. reminds me of whatever episode on Voyager, um, the cheese infects the bioneural gel packs, whatever that episode is. <laughs> Late first season, I have to think. <sighs> It's <laughs> Quick, take this wall, flip it, and come. Oh, that's the bar. <laughs> what are we ad libbing this? What are we doing here? Just think how the path of Star Trek history would have been different. If the door had opened on the red shirt and we would have just said, yeah. oh, he's just. Yeah. Uh, Stelios asks, uh, did we ever see a triple on TNG? No. Because remember, TNG, we can't we can't copy anything from original series. That image uh, that gif of the Tribbles falling on Kirk, I always use that to describe my email inbox. Um, when people, whenever people ask, hey, are you going to respond to my email? I tend to send that. <laughs> I'm like, this is what my inbox is like. <laughs> Gorged. <laughs> 161. Dayton, we were in a in a thread somewhere. Maybe it was about this show, our event or something. Anyway, Dayton chimed in with that. It's like that line; it just doesn't die. Uh, Christoph says a red shirt would die under three uh, three triples falling out. Yeah, um, Cisco and da- um, Dax. They're right. That triple that just fell. That was yeah. uh, that was from them. In in a not here, but in a throwback. Well, anyway, is it or is it not? Is there a pure timeline, and then there's an overlaid timeline of? Okay. Well, that's when things get really confusing. <laughs> that's when they get tribbly wibbly. <laughs> like, and some of them are just like. See, like, D is just holding him by some fuzz. He's not holding it like it's a thing. He's just holding it by the fuzz. Right. Fastest life scan ever. 
Yeah, that was, he scanned a lot of life forms in a very short amount of time. <laughs> uh, Scott says we did this is see like a the peanut gallery scene. Scott hmm? says we did see a triple on TNG. One of the little girls. That's has right. And where yes, the battle Scott. breaks. Nice, uh, nice. Um, That's nice right, one, Scott. Because for years it was only the bar scene in Sp- Search for Spock. <laughs> now there were so many triples done that they hung around Desi Lu and they like they were on. They would there's bloopers from the Lucy show where they would throw do goofy things with tribbles and crack people up. <laughs> you know, this is these are the most populated speaking character scenes in the original series. The, the yeah. in this episode. There's ton there's Klingon, this one. The Klingon High Command. Mm-hmm. The Klingon Nationals. <laughs> he spends the whole episode like this. He's like leaning forward the whole time. Has the other Klingon spoken this episode? Oh no, yeah, nope. he made the insult. Um, he had the. He said Klingon. the word. He said Klingoni, which people used for you know, oh. not Klingon horn. Well, and he insulted Scotty. There is that. There is that moment. Who put the Benzedrine in Mrs. Murphy's Ovaltine? Okay. There you go, Dr. Domenoki. <laughs> now, why are they not chirping? They See, that's the – it's like the sphere of radius for the doomsday machine. Four feet is good enough. Oh. Here we go. Watching – Reading how David Gerald crafted this story with Gene Kuhn and how they came up with the piece, how they gradually got their arms around it and came up with the reveal here at the end. Klingons. These long, the way they had to do the, the blocking on this is amazing. Oh, yeah. They had such complicated scene for what they were able to do. <clears throat> These scenes where people just walk in to say their line and then they leave and then they walk. It's like it's Shakespearean. (laughs) And they didn't chirp as he walked past them. Kirk is having so much fun here. (laughs) That little smile. This is the, you know, the detective prosecutor perry mason reveal scene you know like yeah. like the one i'm familiar with now is like murder in paradise death in paradise it's a little columbo little danger theme. little danger thing yeah columbo well mr A virus, you say? (laughs) 
And that was like, after I got old enough to think about it, the idea of inert, something being inert but being damaging because it just builds up like a clog, mm. you know, was kind of a sh- – I was like, oh, okay. He he had a lot of fun animating those. You have to know. Oh, yeah. Not bad for a little uh, New York Jewish stand-up comedian. I just – I remember Charlie Brill being – on game shows and doing stand up in the like when I was a kid on Ed Sullivan and stuff. And when I got old enough to realize like that's Charlie Brill. <laughs> Get out of town, Koloth. This sector ain't big enough for the two of us. Um uh, Larry, I was uh, meaning to ask you, um, this captain's uniform, mm-hmm. um, is this a slightly dressed down captain? What's what's the significance of this? It's like, well, it's like this was, well, you know, it premieres in Doomsday Machine and they add the gold stripe the next time. I was just looking back to see when the, this is about the third or fourth time they were wearing it. It's a second season thing, but it's that tradition now we have of the captain gets something special that's like RHIP kind of a thing. Ben Kirk. Um, no, it's just, it's like a little more, I, to me it connotes like a little more leisure, so it's like it's totally, he's wearing it in plenty of dramatic situations, but it's like perfect for a little more laid back episode or a lighter toned episode. But Yeah, yeah. The Doomsday Machine was obviously not a light toned episode, but um, it was just just something they wanted to do. <laughs> There's so many to pick up. Solar years, obviously. That's 17. <laughs> Considering job scary. Classic vaudeville timing there. It's all through this episode. But those plastic 60s chairs, which is hysterical. That's one of the things that is uh, one of the things about DS, about Tribulations. It's so amazing. It does. People think of the show and the idea and the CG. We'll, we'll talk about We can talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Hello. Okay, he's just putting them in his pockets. God. Yeah. Well, you got to start somewhere. See, now the realist in me goes, why don't you just set the transporter to pick yeah, up the bio signs of yeah. triples and beam everything? It's like a mass cut and paste, right? <laughs> Here you go. The the best mass, Flint, what I always used to call a Flintstones ending, where everybody just, ha, 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 that's oh, how you laugh. yeah, yeah. Mutual Admiration Society. Tell him, Spot. Tell him, Spot. (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) 
Now, this is so good. If you get lines, you get to spin around in your chair. But if you're poor Hadley, you have to keep staring straight ahead. I always loved how Chekhov turns around and Hadley doesn't, even to not say anything. <laughs> you gave them to the Klingons. Yep. Flintstones ending. Flintstones ending. Okay. <laughs> There'll be no triple at all. Okay. Oh, what a lovely episode. Um. So that's one of the that's one of the episodes. William Shallert. Yes, Trelane, Stanley Adams, Whit Bissell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. And Mike the... Pataki, who turns up later in, they used him a couple of times. He's, and then he's in a next gen first season. I forgot yeah. that the, um, the ending credits have this, um, uh, a series of shots of, uh, other the stills, episodes. the stills. Yeah, the stills. Yeah. yeah. Unremastered stills almost ish. <clears throat> It's funny that this theme has been brought back, this original theme has been brought back, both for the credits for um, the Kelvin films, but then also for um, Discovery. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. what a lovely so episode. So, um, <clears throat> so, folks, let's um, get, get your Deep get, Space Nine get ready. Cued. Yeah. Season 5, Episode 6 is what we are going to be watching. Wow. The, uh, the parallel to this. Um, so, and anyone who's just joining us, we are doing a Tribble watch-along party. We just finished the Trouble with Tribbles. Um, mm -hmm. And would there be no Tribble at all? And <laughs> we're now jumping forward wow, to another uh, era. It's 11.09, and we spent a lot of time yakking before we started that one. So we, yeah, we did. try yeah, to we plunge did. ahead. Uh, we plunged ahead, and now we're going to jump back. Uh, we're going to do both at the same time. Um, <laughs> so flash. fire it up. Yes. Um, and Larry, would you like to, to do the honors again? Yeah. I, guys, I was, I was going to make an effort looking to chat, but so forgive me. Everybody, and keep enjoying yourselves. I know everybody is. I'm just watching the damn shows and enjoying them too damn much. Okay. <laughs> so everybody, I, I set my – I didn't realize how you could preset. If you download on Netflix, maybe this is old hat to everybody else. I've never oh, done this before. I've probably done that, yeah. But they're both – they're all queued up and ready to go. I mean I did yeah. this last night. I'm like, wow. Okay. Are we ready to go, everybody? Yep. Season um, five, episode six, Trials and Tribulations. Okay. It's tribulations. What do you mean? Tribulations. Tribulations. Come on, Ollie. Get with the program. Okay. Uh, There'll be no tribble here. <laughs> it sense. Okay, here we go, everybody. Uh, I don't know the Klingon E, but it's how about uh, tres dos uno? Okay. And we start off with a relic from Star Trek Six. Okay, yay. Oh, that that model. Yeah, this this happened. Uh, this was filmed after Generations. Yeah, right. This so this is for the thirtieth anniversary of Star Trek. Thirtieth right? anniversary. The DS Nine 
the Voyager one had been done in the spring or early in the fall. It, it aired. Flashback. Yeah, flashback. First mention of Department of Temporal Investigations, which people have had fun, fun with, especially in the books. Ah, Dayton's had a lot oh, of Oh, Dax. Just so right off the bat, that feeling, uh, you folks from Temporal uh, Investigations are always on time. That feels very TOS. It feels very Trouble with Tribbles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are so funny. This is the first time where time travel got self-referentially uh, spoofable. <laughs> you touched my baseball. Oh, gosh, it's so funny. Um, they're also setting this episode up for folks who have easiest time travel seen... techno babble. Well, orb of time. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's what? also setting folks up for uh, setting up viewers who haven't seen Deep Space Nine. Yeah, like this is this is a great introduction to um, a, a great side episode that you can watch even if you haven't really seen much DS Nine. Ah, here's our friend. <laughs> Barry Waddle. I. <laughs> Barry Waddle. <laughs> Kiva Centrillium from Aaron DeMercy. Fish juice. <laughs> Rack fish fishing. juice. Fish juice. Aki yaki fish juice. Dwarf. <laughs> I rather like the way you smell. Somebody did touch of lilac earlier in the chat. I was... <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's written so well. How far we've come, Larry, from TOS. We've got a Federation cloaking device here. Say what? Or a Federation How far we've come from TOS that a Federation ship has a cloaking oh, device. Oh, yeah. Here. Well, it's an exception. I know. It's I know. Chronotons, chronotons, that's your clue. Oh, it's Ooh. the prophets. No, it's not the pro prophets. Our DP went to a highly oversaturated filter. My, my, our view screen is turned into a, to a Motorola. <laughs> Uh, Christoph is asking, is fish juice a thing? I don't know, Christoph. Um, 
fish sauce is a thing. Um, that's something that um, uh, is. Uh, I don't think there's actually sauce and fish sauce, but that's a thing. Everybody was ready for this. This didn't. This wasn't like a shock on on premiere week night. Everybody was ready for the. You know, it had been premiered. Yeah, yeah, we all knew. Um, Zahir says, Here's "I'm credits. late." Zahir, One we are things, just getting started on um, on trials well, and on tribulations. Uh, tribulations. Uh, we're at the intro sequence. Season. Here you go. Speaking of, it was not. It was not a. Uh, it's not a surprise. Whoops! Come here. Can you see that? The promotion department at Paramount had these made up. These were tribbles with a little two-faced promo. Um, oh. See? These were live. They put these out like in buses and train stations and airports. Beaming and, down and the public week of places, November 4th. All over yeah. the country. Just a little monofilament live. And we, I found him. A, I scarfed up a couple. I promised you some real life uh, K three. There you go. I love this intro so much. I love the theme. I love the station. I love the scale. Um, Bajoran uh, transport. Yeah, this is. Um, oh man, this makes me miss Deep Space Nine so much. This just makes me want to rewatch Deep Space Nine. So real quick, when they were talking about the 30th anniversary show and Voyager did uh, flashback. flashback and took the Star Trek six bits and pulled a lot of the Excelsior out of the closet and did that and made and it into brought George Decay Decay. back in and and got and George Decay and uh, Grace Lee also. Yep. Um, and Boris Krutnog, who played uh, the helmsman, but he had a broken foot when they reshot it and they just painted his cast black and it looked like a boot <laughs> uh, ds9 wanted to go back and they had just figured out they could do that C- cgi insertion cheaply totally serendipitous and they originally thought about do they want to do a lighthearted thing they originally thought about going back to sigma iosha 2 and doing the ioshans again from piece of the action but they thought that. that might be you know i love that line but they uh, went with there have been five enterprises six <laughs> because the man was menace. You say that so exactly. <laughs> now these were all original redone. Mo- Greg Jean built real models just for this show, and went way overboard and went in the hole on the cost. So he just said it was one of the old deep space stations. So it's potential that. Uh, Confusion factor for modern audience that didn't know. So when they talk about Deep Space 7 or K7, Deep Space... Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe the K stations became Deep Space. They were renamed. Yeah, but I mean, but it cleans up the confusion for anybody who's new original series. It also provides a a bit more of a link between Deep Space 9 and... and This this was... I mean, I'm having to put myself back into... I mean, TNG references... Naked Now from Naked Time or Naked Time from Naked Now. Mm-hmm. But it was so rare to be on. This was so on the nose to reference original series like this. And, of course, Voyager had been around for a couple of years by now. Yeah. So Ron and Renee were the uh, primary. Fine. I mean, they all broke it together. 
but they did this minute bit about what pieces of scene, what's the time code on the scenes when we need to interpolate the CG, you know, overlays and all that. But they would find the time code from Tribbles and put it in the script. Like, I want you, this is what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. This scene right here, this moment, pop that in. Is my video in sync and okay, or does it seem slowed? Or... You seem okay to me. You seem okay. Okay, okay. It's just me then. Um, so I remember there was um, there was a big discussion of uh, Deep Space Nine was using Forrest Gump technology uh, mm-hmm. to uh, to insert the crew in these old scenes. Do you have any um, any background here, Larry? On um, how these things sort of came together? The the like, is this even possible in our budget? Did the idea come first? Or yeah, the there's a whole, there's a whole, first? the year before, this all started in the spring. Everybody was aware that it was a 30th anniversary year. Everybody was already hyping and getting up on it. And Voyager decided what they were doing. And part of the mix of this was on the side, some of the visual effects teams that they used, and Gary Hutzel was key on this, already did a sample where they put two guys from the thing onto as red shirts on the bridge at the back. And they do it where Kirk comes on. And they're showing it to people and going, this is cool. And they go, what is it? And they go, no, look at those two guys in the back. Those are new guys. They're oh, out from, and people yeah. would go, oh, my God, it's true. It, this is on the – I think this is on the, D, the Blu-rays. And they went, we can – you know, not even about money but about time. Like we can do this on a TV time budget. Now they had – this was shot early in the season and showed early in the season. And they knew they had the break to work on it and perfect it. And to like build the costumes, but it was they would. The only thing that isn't turned to dust because this was velour. The eventual see they're wearing Harry Mud. I mean Harry Mud. They're wearing Cyrano Jones. Right. It's they're traitors. This is the official traitors uniform. It, it's Worf and his Spock. You know his Spock beanie. Right, his Spock beanie. <laughs> it, it's so so great. To this, see them. this retcons this, this retcon I'm sorry this retcons so much stuff for original series. They told you how many decks are in a in in the station, but these models this was a half you know the eleven footer from the original series this is like five and a half feet everybody so went this over is a model. Pose. Yeah, oh yes, Greg G. There's po- I went over. I've got a picture of me posed with it. The oh, K7 beautiful. model is a model and. Budget, the D7, the Klingon Battlecruiser didn't exist until third season. And then the remasters put it in. But they, before the remasters were 10 years, 12 years before the remasters, they built a D, he built a D7 and they have it orbiting the station. So remember that that was the first time you saw a D7 at K7 was here, not in 2008 or 9 put in by remaster digitally. It's a beautiful looking model. Um, I, I yeah. So I was just trying to say, um, seeing um, seeing Bashir, his hair, seeing the crew in out um, in the original uniforms. <laughs> I'm trying to use voice here. This is so good. It's so, it's it's quite moving to see them to see the original uniforms back back in action with this new crew. <laughs> This is what everybody does. I'll watch the natives. Now, this actress is a friend of Renee Echevarria's. Mm-hmm. When they needed to cast, they wrote this scene kind of this one and the other one 
as kind of a fill-in for character. It was a last-minute thing, and they didn't know who to cast. And he's like, I've got somebody, and that's a friend of his who – the whole um, – there's so many. Okay, I did a specialty article on this for The Communicator. I did a log. It's the most fun thing I ever wrote. And I watched three days of filming this on set and got all the stories and all the behind-the-scenes and put it in. And I did – one of my CDs that I sell um, for the 50th anniversary has a lot of people talking about this. So I'm I was here. We did it. It's an amazing show, and there are so many little production stories, and I can't say all of them. We could, what, I could what, do a two-hour panel on this. What, what I love about that moment is uh, Dax remembers 23rd century design because Dax was around during the 23rd century. And it's so cool to have her perspective to say this is not old 60s stuff. Yes. This was the beginning of the whole 60s is retro cool. That's the reason why when everything blew up in 05 and people thought – well, the executives and bean counters thought Star Trek was old and tired, and J.J. said, no, let's go back to the roots and yeah. do a Kirk, Spock, McCoy. This is the beginnings of that. But they had to go back and get approvals. Everybody was alive still, even D, and they had to go back and get approvals from everybody mm -hmm. to – which it's more, it's more residual, so of course they're – <laughs> so they also remade these um these sets i'm assuming larry mm -hmm. oh this was all built well here's the thing there's so many threads in this this is at a time when people saw this as the washed out syndicated cuts or washed out VHS tapes that were made from positives to get a match professionally. They realized they had to go, they pulled the negative and yeah. made a new print. Yeah. And I was there for part of this. Everybody started studying that to match color and lighting and set and all that. Cause for those inner, you know, the way they had to do it and have it look good and not look like somebody's home project. Right. And this was the first time that now we're used to it. But the first time anybody saw a negative restruck with a fresh positive and saw all those colors yeah. come alive, detail and the contrast, yeah. Yeah. crew was like, oh, my God. Because even the fans on the crew had had 20 years of 30 years of watching washed out episodes. And this was kind of the first time they went, why have we not taken the time to go back and pull these negatives? This was really the beginning of what all the Blu-ray and the remastering yeah. was about. People yeah. were shocked. At how good they looked. But it started off as a necessity for making this episode work. Blending the new and the old. <laughs> you were going to do this. <laughs> no, nope, so it's not. It's not quite spitting as best it should.
<laughs> you forget about it's, these little. It, it's both very DS9 and very TOS at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, there no. How do I say this diplomatically? Of the two series at the time, this was the one that could pull this off. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not talking about actors. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, no, I always say this. I think DS9 is the most TOS series. Huh? Ah, the thing on the wall, Larry. You've got Odo mocking Spock here. You know, with the whole I'm seduced by the feline qualities of the, tri- you know, the furry animal thing of the triple. Yeah. The dramatic <laughs> music of the reveal of the triple. Yeah. See that? See that octagon back there? Yeah. They had to recreate the light fixture. They had to recreate that. That it's is more in my reflective. living room. Oh, you have that in your living room? Anthony Fredrickson brought that to me, cl- complete with the tape rip on the back, where it was just taped that on the That actual wall. one? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. That's the only Trek thing I... Ha- well, I've got another thing here, too. I don't have a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> Look at Worf snarling. His, cur- his lips about to curl back into infinity. Mortal enemies of the Klingon Empire. <laughs> oh. A plague to be wiped out. And this is a whole... This little speech right here is like sets off a whole angle of... You know. An armada obliterated the Tribble world. Songs of the Great Tribble Hunt. <laughs> the six songs of the Great Tribble Hunt. Who knows? There's David, the world's oldest security guard. We were laughing. So the alarm goes off on the station at the moment it goes off on the ship. That was fun. Hmm. Gosh, what would it have been like to be on those sets again? Or these to remake these sets? I, like I said, I could. We've I've done <laughs> panels before. Yeah, yes, it's his. <laughs> I think it's this. Okay, D seven, that made it canon. Ron got D seven put into dialogue to finally make it screen canon. Because mm. that was a fan joke, after, way after the original scene. This is why, yeah, having Jed's, having Dax as a seen, character. Had we seen Koloth yet? I think we have in Deep Space Nine. No? Oh, yeah, yeah. Blood Oath yeah. was second season. Yeah. As a, as a bumpy head. As a, bu- as a yeah, 100 yeah, yeah. year old. Yeah. Well, you know, they cure, the, uh, they cure the virus at that point. Yeah. Dax really wants to see uh, her old friend. (laughs) He had to cheat on his communicator. (laughs) He didn't trust it. 
Now this scene right here, when they come out of the turbo lift and they do their, their walk there or one of those scenes, Renee and Ron and I were tucked up in the, in the tri ladder, just on the left side of that door as they did the big pass by is anyway, it's a, it's a, we were tucked, not here. The um, round thing. Got a question coming in from uh, Mitzi uh, is asking, what are we watching? Well, we're watching Deep Space Nine Trials and Tribulations, episode five, or season Mitzi. five, episode six. We're about 20 minutes in to it, if you'd like to join us. This um, was an add in, added to take up time, but they got her back. Hi, Mitzi. Mitzi, is work for NASA. When they, so, uh, the cast, the cast had no idea. None of them were, well, well, Michael was a fan. Nobody, none of the rest of them had been, were TSO, TOS. Anyway, the first time they brought a tricorder out, everybody was like opening it like a next gen. They, everybody held them flat uh, with the, and, and they had to show them how to, yeah, hold it. That's right. funny. <laughs> and you hold it up, yeah, upright. I, I'll never forget that. People would like walk over. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that's a lot of they're only a hundred years earlier, great grandmother? Yeah. That's a lot that's a lot of The what the what? Mike. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta gotta remember, O'Brien and Kira are veterans of the whole pick a 20 year cycle and beam into it from past tense. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there you go. Sid does that, pulls that off just amazingly. Yeah, she had to be coached. <laughs> so um, I had one piece of, uh, of, of mental yeah. health to share here, too, um, about nostalgia. Uh-huh. And so nostalgia is that not only are the characters experiencing some nostalgia. Wow. I'm experiencing nostalgia for just an hour ago, Larry. There is the scene. Uh-huh. So, there you go. So they inserted that in. There was no relay. Yeah, that's one of the inserts. Station. Yeah. There's a few other ones coming up that are even more iconic. And here's Jadzia representing all of first-generation female fandom that became zine writers. Forget Kirk. Now, is it yellow? It's yellow! Yay! See? Let's go. The first time she said that line, she said, one of the famous, most famous men in Star Trek history. 
And everybody started laughing. And she's like, what? What did I do? He says, you said Star Trek instead of Starfleet. It was funny. Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> And the famous. Mm. Slowest <laughs> door opening in ages. <laughs> so that that real life model, there's a little they they canonize that that the bottom thing is a docking bay. That's how where they dock their shuttlecraft. Uh, Linda and says, they I adore that there's this a scene. tiny little there's a tiny little shuttle and a tiny little. Uh, well, I'll t- go ahead. Oh, Linda says, I, I adore this scene, knowing uh, that she married Spock's son. See those bar glasses? They matched. They're, the whole song of the show is all the art prop, not just visual effects, matching the original. They, those 60s heavy glass bar glasses with the square. Those chairs, they had those chairs custom built from a pattern. Not, not CGI uh, printing, but... Um, Built by a custom lab that built the chairs to match. That's him. That's Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brian. The irony of this scene was it was a compromise because they wanted to get into coming up with the they wanted to explain the flathead bumpy head thing right here. Yeah. And they just decided it was too. They couldn't do it in a few lines without it being ridiculous and be canonical. So they made a joke. Yes. Which people immediately pointed out that you didn't hand wave the way you just made it worse. Because now it's acknowledged. You can't just say, it's a budget thing, ignore it. Now it's made canon. I love that explanation. And then I love that they say genetic engineering, a viral mutation. Because it's both. It's both of those things. (laughs) Well, at the time, the FASA gaming system had tried to explain it as the flatheads were specifically bred to interact with humans and be insidious or be more approachable or whatever. That was like the clumsy... You know, the whole viral thing they did in in Enterprise had to react to this scene as well as everything else. Mr. Scott. <laughs> Kaligoni. <laughs> now, I wasn't there for this, but Mike tell Mike Okuda tells a great story when they were first playing with the communicators. Nobody could get the hang of it, and they were trying to figure out yeah. what the right way to do. Yeah. And they said all of a sudden, uh, they heard a little voice from the shadows say, here, I'll show you. And Walter was visiting that day, and Walter walked over and gave everybody a communicator lesson. It was adorable. Oh, that is so yeah. sweet. I wish I'd been there right then. But anyway, it's a great story. Oh. Now, what's amazing here is like the backside of the bar that you don't see is what they use for the DS9. See how they, see how they right. did that? Yeah. That was just amazing at the time that that was like, look, hold my beer, Forrest Gump. And this, these kind of things, 
where they let's throw yeah. the chair in front of O'Brien in front of the yeah Serena. Yeah, yeah. No, this is. I love when the tables wobble. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> But the whole process of picking out what scenes to, they would want footage from and all of that and how to and then how to interpolate over. Yeah, it's really tricky. Hold on. We'll be back. OK, I think we're. Oh, back you lost here, your but... picture. Yeah, we're back again. I don't know what what's been going on here. OK, I keep trying to give um some <laughs> mental health here during the fight scene. I don't know why I keep doing that. Um so, uh, we're, we're back here in this fight scene. Oh, wow. That is a very strong security officer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Beefy, we might say. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to give some, um, <clears throat> the other station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're back here at Deep Space Nine. Wow. Not, not K7. Um, it's envelope book ending story. Yeah. To me, this is like the first big hysterical self-referential Star Trek, even more yes. so than Flashback was. Yes. Yeah. Flashback wasn't. It's it almost wasn't like comedy. Flashback was written by people who learned Star Trek later. And this mm. was written by people that knew it when they were 13. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this. I don't know, sir. Yeah. I don't know, sir. <laughs> okay, so yeah, what I was trying to say here is about nostalgia. This episode is uh, deeply nostalgic. Not not only is Dax experiencing nostalgia for a previous era, the other characters are experiencing nostalgia for these uh, historical figures that they're coming into contact with. We as fans are experiencing nostalgia, seeing them in the uh, original series mm-hmm. uniform, seeing the um, original uh, cast, um, all of this kind of stuff. So to the degree that they did everything, that the crew and the producers oh, yeah. did everything and took the time mm-hmm. and the money to do it, do it right. Yeah. So let's let's just kind of um, unpack in nostalgia a little bit, why it even exists. Um, um nostalgia a, a few things um our older memories our memories about the past um the the less positive things fade away faster than the more positive things so we tend to look back upon memories with a little bit of a rosier lens yeah but um the question of like why nostalgia even exists it it tends to remind us of um the people and moments that are really important in our life to either reconnect with those moments and those people or to reconnect with the connections we have uh, right now. Um, I forget that he mentions the Hollow Warriors. 
Kirk's head in one hand and a dribble at the other. <laughs> Yeah, Cairo is saying, um, such a trope. Now the big baddie of the episode explains his plan that he set in motion. <laughs> Put a bomb in a triple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so- this was also... The first thing of finding finding that they could reconnect literally, livingly with Tribbles by having um, – I've just gone blank on his name uh, – Charlie Brill. Actually have Charlie Brill come in and recreate his character also sets up later on when they're trying to do – they're trying to cast uh, uh, Vic Fontaine. Mm. And they start thinking about, well, let's get Frank Sinatra Jr. to play him. Well, he doesn't want to. And, and getting into that mindset to wound up with – that wound up with Jimmy Darren. Um, Mitzi says, I have fond memories of a tour of the Deep Space Nine set. Nostalgia. Thanks, Larry, for that. Um, and I, I, I think that's the thing about this is as you see this and you get nostalgic to really think about, well, what are you feeling nostalgic for? Um, and as as Mitzi was just sharing here is gratitude for for that tour. <laughs> Thinking about, like, what is this bringing up? Like, does it bring up... Uh, here's, I guess, your away mission for this week. Like, watching these episodes, who does it remind you of? What moments in your life? Um, are there any ways you can reconnect with those people? And if it's not yeah. possible, to, to reconnect with those memories today. I don't think that's much of an assignment. I think people do that, you know, subconsciously. I hope so. I hope so. I, I mean, nostalgia has been so, um, I feel like it's so often weaponized by Hollywood. Um, but mm-hmm. here I think we've got um, both behind the scenes and in front of the camera um, so much love and attention to the original series and one of the most iconic episodes of the original series. It's... Uh, this is really nostalgia done so well. So they they built a big corridor set live to film in. They built uh, a ha- that half of the bar, <clears throat> and um, but they and they built a pie. They built just the the door and a piece of the console. They didn't redo the bridge. But it's mainly like levels that she's walking. They green screened it or blue screened it then, whatever, wherever state we were in then. Yeah, I got to say, they, they match the lighting so well here. Um, See, that's what they that's why they had to go back and get the original. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what's so hard to do with blue screening and green screening. And that's why um, the innovation of the Mandalorian of um, projecting and light this, onto. This was this is. That Emini, they date, they fix the timeline of the Daxes, make Emini there, and make her and McCoy at least having a one night stand. I mean, anyway, just that whole tantalizing oh thing gosh. of McCoy being a young, yeah. Dax is I love so that. Amazing. I love that moment. Dax is so amazing. Oh, Dax is the look. Best. It's a ton of oxidol. I mean, I'm sorry. It's a ton of <laughs> <laughs> quadrature They just, yeah. 
So here's your second blow up moment. This. Ah. Yeah. Oh. This is yeah. a this is a moving triple that Gary Monak gave me uh, in a pile of automated movie? ones. They did the yes. They did they did the moving triples the exact same way the original series did. They got animals and this is a little car. And then strap that on. See, the batteries are in it, and the batteries are long yeah. dead, and I won't cut that. But they did. I feel like I'm seeing something the exact same way. I feel like I'm seeing something I'm not meant to see. The underside of a triple. <laughs> Sorry, wheelies. <laughs> so I, I love that the. Uh, this defining element of the Tribbles is the um, the rising action in this episode, um, raising mm -hmm. the stakes here. And O'Brien's scanning them one at a time. One at a time. <laughs> That's going to work. And this scene was totally green screen. They've got him at a table with the chess set. There's, there's picture, or it's blue screen. Now, I, yeah, it was blue screen they used. They've got shots of Avery with the blue behind him just sitting there with tribbles and the checkers. That angle, that angle. See? It's such a good balance, Larry, of um of giving you some of the nostalgia, but but still mm -hmm. keeping their own story going. Keeping an overlay over, yeah. See, they need to say storage compartments, storage compartments. Now, this is a conceit. When they built the models, they said, we have to have them look decent enough for our effects. We're just going to use the conceit that we're so close, we're going to see detail that you never mm -hmm. saw at the angle you saw it in the 60s. And there was an example right there, the K7. And a lot of the detail in the K7 you never saw, period, that was there, including the lettering. The top says United Federation of Planets around it on this in a circle. But it's cool that all the actors and or the the I, I don't know if it's the estates like the I don't know who all was alive at the time. Scott says the uh, um, the, the only the only thing that bugs me about the physical model of the Enterprise is the, is the nacelle spin in the same direction. They made it. They nobody could recreate the lighting bit. Nobody could until they got into the nacelles at the Smithsonian, I think. But I've got pictures of the the gizmo that Gary Hutzel came up with to get it, which to me has been the CG just doesn't do the nacelles justice. They've never come up with a CG that they went through three times on the CG on the Blu-rays and worked and worked and worked on it, but. Watching this also um, really makes me want um, an HD remaster of Deep Space Nine. But an episode like this, I can't imagine how complicated it would be to turn this into HD. Uh -huh. I love how the sound is so faded. Of the, what are the, the odds? The, 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 the odds are what the million, 771. Detail. <clears throat> yeah that's why it was so much fun to catalog all because there were so many heroic every department had such a i mean lighting 
they were bringing in these lights to over because they oversaturate the damn thing. They didn't even make instruments big enough and hot enough to, you know, they had to like find ways to equal the lighting illumination. <clears throat> what a line. <clears throat> I, I I do wish we had a little bit more of uh of Nanan in this episode. Well, she Close was pre- I think this is when she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But remember, this came out. D had it would be three more years before D passed from his stomach cancer, and he was the first of the cast. So everybody was still alive when they made this from the original cast. I think all the major guest cast had passed, which is why Charlie Burrow was like so amazing to find. <laughs> and and we all know everybody knows the bit about Dolmer and Luxley. Do you know this, Ollie? Mm-mm. The two temporal agents or temporal investigation agents. This was iconic too. This is from not from Tribbles. This is from Yeah. yeah. Mirror Mirror. Thank God Luna was diminutive enough that big <laughs> Avery could fit over her outline. That's, I would have done the same thing. So Dolmer and Luxley, in case this is news to anyone, are anagrams from Mulder and Scully. Oh. oh. You didn't I, know that? No. That's, all, that's okay. awesome. That's a great detail. Yeah. Ira and Ron and Renee and Hans wrote this damn thing. It's just, it's just chock full. And then they had a crew to put it together. No. <laughs> this was probably my least maybe I'm colored by Armin's reaction. This was probably my least favorite part of this episode. Really? Why? Because they thought they had to do it. But Armin said for one thing, Armin said, How stupid is it that Quark has just been sitting there with a triple on his head for a few minutes and then decides to take it off because the camera pulls the pan back. <laughs> <laughs> I can see like what is the logic of this scene? So we know that yeah. we know that the Ferengi have uh, very sensitive lobes. Maybe their scalp <clears throat> is quite sensitive as well. Um <clears throat> so as the credits are playing, Larry, we got a decision to make. Um the short track. Do we want to do Edward or not? Yeah. Do yeah. we want to do Edward or not? Um, 
It's a. I. I... Yeah. What were you gonna say? I'm. I'm fifty-fifty. I mean, the only thing is, a lot of the thing I and a lot of people are not happy with trouble. A lot of people love it. A lot of people aren't happy with it. I'm. I was upset. I mean, I realized they went back and threaded canon the way, kind of the way that the Franklin did uh, and yeah. Captain Edison did in Beyond. They totally did a needle and everything that I was alarmed about in Edward. I've since seen how you could it could be retconned and spread in and all that. But basically, if Edward is ten years before the Tribbles, before K seven, if it's ten years before that and they're playing around, that's the thing. It's kind of with it and if you're talking but if you keep thinking the little place that's isolated and it's not really back out in the it's not a familiar you know commonly known thing tribbles are then it's okay and the fact that he's talking about flocks has had tribbles already a hundred years earlier which is on a on an earth ship so that's a that's one testament to the fact that well maybe it's okay but anyway um i've since made the biggest thing i have about edward is the whole tone of it but then that's me. But you're talking about do we want to go ahead and show it or not? I don't know that anybody would lose any sleep. I don't know what everybody's saying in the chat if you're throwing yeah, it out for I that. Mean, I'm, I'm just sensitive to the fact that new, I know no. not, not everyone has access to it. And um, and we're all, almost at the top of the hour. Um, I think we yeah. um, I think we do a little um, um, Picard maneuver. Let's have a f- – yeah. If- yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's kind of just chat and uh, – um, um, we can save, okay. uh, we can save Edward for another time. Oh. Yeah. Um, is that, a, so is anybody going to revolt? Um, we'll find out. <laughs> we find out. No one's leaving. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, Tim was asking about the animated episode. Um, see, this I is think, exactly why we try for the animated in the first place. Yeah. We it, just, it um, the time is short. Um, maybe we'll do, um, it's more tribbles, more troubles. Is that the animated yes. episode? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. which I think is the better. Blomber. It's the better Tribble. It's a better other Tribble episode. Um, but yeah, no, I think folks are okay with uh, with skipping it. Maybe I know in five only... years from now, I'll feel better about Edward. But I, I right there's, now, I'm... there's things I like about Edward. I like um, some of the scientific ethics um, involved. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot to discuss there. But um, yeah, let's let's leave it at that. And um, I the just ethics say, against the mad lone scientist who refuses to. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> um, to I just want to say how much I um overview. Um, I really enjoy that. That was Libby's recommendation many weeks ago for our next watch along to to pair these two together. I've never mm-hmm. watched them back to back like that, Larry. I don't know if that's if you've done that. Um, but it's, I think it's I have only... at least once, and I know it's on one of the on I think the TAS before. Well, it has obviously it hasn't been HD, but uh, I think one of the original series Blu-rays they have that as an option with and and all three all well then, yeah. the animated series episode is and that was before I think it was before the animates were were out on Blu-rays. Anyway, you, there's yeah. a there's a feature where you can see all three together back to back, on one of the discs. These two and more tribbles, more troubles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. And yeah, I, I remember there's there people, people have done a lot. Of, I know it's been a fan thing to do watch alongs for people show these back to back. Yeah. I know people have, um, there was that time just where, there was that time where they were combining a lot of different themed DVDs together. Like they had mm-hmm. the Borg episodes. They had the, um, the Q episodes that they put together. Um, I, I thought those, yeah. those sets were a lot of fun. 
Um, but yeah, this was a ton of fun. Um, just nothing but real joy watching these uh, episodes together. Um, I, I was, okay, um, guys, I, I, I apologize again for not keeping up in chat as we usually do, but then this is a different kind of a, a, a format for us, so, so I apologize. Thanks. I mean, Ollie was keeping much better check there on the, you got the you got the chat illuminate button anyway too so <laughs> um, that makes sense yeah i um um oh yeah I, I had a lot of fun with that and um um in my um in my prep for this episode i was just uh reading up on trouble with tribbles and um i was reading that originally when it aired it had mixed reviews which seems so strange to to um, to read that now because this episode is so beloved. It's so much fun. Um, I'm just shocked that anybody was reviewing Star Trek in the 60s. <laughs> I'm like, really? People reviewed individual episodes? Uh, what did you, this was like in the wiki call? Well, article yeah, in, in Wikipedia, yeah. maybe that was like the one person who was reviewing each new episode of Star Trek didn't like this one, and, and that's where. And that. did they actually go to the trouble of saying it's too silly, or did they have some other arcane? I comment? I I didn't get into the details because I thought that was just so so wrong. <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even go into the details of it all. Uh, Victoria, you and everyone's army is wishing for a DS9 HD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot. It's the CG barriers, right, Larry? Um, mm-hmm. um, recreating those CG effects is going to be a lot, a lot more work than the TOS and TNG remaster. Um, because they were made as they were made as CG, or not? They weren't made as CG, but they weren't meticulously kept in. The, the next well the original series was easy because it was just the film pieces and you could just run the whole th- the whole thing through in HD it or recreate the original effects in CG which was easy and next gen the visual effects pieces actually existed completely cataloged where you could go pull all the pieces scan them and combine them and it was still meticulous and time breaking but time breaking time consuming <laughs> but it was doable that, and no time breaking is not, what we just watched it, yes right 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 <laughs> But uh, but that does not everything and the, and you had increasing and then Voyager was like half CG and half yeah it increasingly went from motion control models to CG in fits and starts and yeah it's it's yeah Linda's it's doable saying, it's just you want to throw the money at it yeah Linda is saying uh, maybe uh, and we the can next do gen the sales went people forget this but the more the next gen sets came out as the Fifth, sixth, seventh seasons came, the sales totally dropped off. Yeah. Uh, so, and I think the reason for that is that's also when Netflix streaming started to really take off, um, and mm-hmm. streaming as an option started to t- take off. I have, um, I have all the TNG Blu-rays, but my watching of them decreased as the HD mm-hmm. remasters appeared on Netflix. Um, and it's just more convenient to watch them, but I but I I have them all. Um, I lament most times the... I handled my discs or when we do tour when we do the big tour and I have to pull them out to run them on the DVD player on the van. <laughs> well, the That's, the thing yeah. that I really miss are the behind the scene features and the bonus features and the interviews and commentaries. Those are the things that you really lose with streaming only. Uh, Linda says maybe one uh, maybe one of these Saturdays we can do the Gorn episodes. So I'm guessing that means Oral? the TOS and the Enterprise episode. Um, is that the only time we see the Gorn? <laughs> um, yeah, 
yeah, if you don't mean like there's a Gorn on the Elysian Council in Time Trap on the anime. It's like there's a Gorn in the... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, um, I, I'm, I'm itching to do a Voyager next. I, I, I was itching to do Voyager for a little while. Um, anything that links Voyager and Enterprise? Um those are um, that's what Scott is pointing out. There were reviews of these of the voyage. Yeah, there were reviewers. I'm just saying that they tended to be like local. There may have been I, anyway. Yeah, I, aside from Cleveland Amory reviewing things in TV Guide when we get around to it weekly, you know, all the series, all the different series on TV. I don't. Yeah, Tim there says were. We, it's just there's Tim says we could yeah. do um, Star Trek six and um, and flashback. If we had three hours, <laughs> three hours. <laughs> uh, Everybody's just, be... yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. <laughs> <clears throat> That'd be a lot of work. Um, I guess we could do Pegasus and, um, and the Enterprise finale, but, um, maybe not. Um, that would be three hours too. Yeah. Yeah, that no, the Enterprise finale. It's not two hours. This isn't it's just one hour uh, episode. Um, is it two all hours? good things? This two hours. Yeah. No, 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 no. Pegasus and the Enterprise finale. These are the voyages. Oh, oh, oh! Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's mm, that would bring up uh, I think complicated feelings. Um, yeah, Linda says, please no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <clears throat> three um, hours tour. With three hour tour, we should really do um, um, Voyager next. Um, I think well, I'm just going to say this, and I'll tease it, and I won't say any more. But we have, we have, I think, um, as we approach this time of this is Ali and I kind of me spitballing on Ali right now, but. Um, um, as we approach this time of getting back to creating our own themes every week and not having any fresh track to pivot off, which is what we did the first, I don't know, a few months, four or five, six months of the, of all life support live was we came up with a theme and sometimes we had it up for a vote We get back into time of that again, talking about ways to break up the format here with guests or with watch alongs. And we'll still do our classic format. Um, we have another watch along planned in yeah. tandem with another thing. So, and I don't know if maybe we do, and I haven't even thrown this at you, Ollie, uh, if we do maybe one watch along a month and do, or every two months or something, but we have another watch along already in mind for a specific purpose, but we can keep talking about this. We've we've got, guys, if we've, and gals, we've got our Facebook page. So if you're new with us this morning, this was very, our watch alongs are atypical. We have a structure that we usually follow with the themes, but we do have our Facebook page, and you can keep up with what's going on and what everybody else is talking about uh, and on Facebook. So I encourage everybody to go over there. Nothing else. Yeah. Okay, Jared. We've got some good votes coming in for, for Voyager. Um, um, Tim says uh, Year of Hell. Um <clears throat> Uh, someone mentioned Timeless. I had and... mentioned Year of Hell just to cap off 2020 with, as other people have done along the way, too. But yeah, but um, we threw it out there, and everybody wanted to go with a fun thing. Who knew? 
So, okay. <laughs> uh, Cairo mentions Enterprise um, Demons and Terra Prime watch along. I really think those, it's such a, That's that is yeah. the, the real finale of Enterprise. And I think those are really strong episodes and really relevant to right now. Um, yeah, we've that got, scene um, where all the Terra Prime people storm the coalition headquarters and try to take out the ambassadors. You know? Oh my god. With the with the antimatter zip ties, that that's oh, really chilling. God. Linda says Tuvix. Oh wow. That would be uh that'd be intense. That would what be, a great episode. That would um, be a Dr. Matu special. Oh Tuvix. yeah. I could I could tell you I could say a lot about I'm that. I'm just one. gonna like sit back and go. <laughs> yes this is the first season show <laughs> oh i love that's i love saying, yeah i think nothing Tuvix special is... about this except the reaction it got from yeah. people yeah uh well folks as we start to um wind down here one thing i want to say is um there's two things i want to say actually um <laughs> we want to thank as always jared and scott for helping to moderate the show um putting together some of the promo imagery, keeping things running week to week. So uh, thank you, Scott, and thank you, Jared, for that. Thanks for listening to the Life Support Live podcast. We'd love to get your feedback on this episode. I'm at Alimatu on social media. And I'm at Larry Nemechek. Hey, if you like this show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review. It'll help more people to discover life support. And you can join the community at our Life Support Live Facebook group. If you'd like to learn more about psychology and mental health, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the psych show. And for a deeper dive into all things Trekland, like Portal 47, check out Larry Nimichek's Trekland on Facebook and YouTube. Until next time, live long and prosper. Trek well, everyone.